1: What's up, Doc? Oh, you're a wascally weapon. but you're not wescly enough. Yeah, that's a six shooter. I just counted six shots. You've blown your load.
2: <laughs> it's so inappropriate, but that's uh, that's action movie rewind. This Is what we're gonna dive into today. Shoot 'em up from 2007 here on Mackie and Judd. One of our favorite segments every Friday. And uh, it's powered in part by Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated has been helping business owners for over 100 years. Based in Owatonna. Uh, In fact, since 1904, they've been helping business owners. You can find them on Twitter now, at FederatedINS. If you're looking for fresh, relevant risk management content on a variety of topics, you can go to their website, federatedinsurance.com, to find trusted resources, articles, and more information. And you can find... Contact information for your local marketing representatives at Federated Insurance. It's our business to protect yours.
1: Welcome to the party, pal!
2: Action movie reviews with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. Get
1: to the chopper! Yippee yay, mother- Bravo, Mr. Hero. Bravo. Why are you trying to kill this woman? <laughs> Something funny. Well, I was just remembering a limerick. There once was a woman who was quite begat. She had three babies named Nat Pat and Tat. She said it was fun in the breeding, but found it was hell in the feeding when she saw there was no tit for tat. Ah, you have caused me no end of trouble. But now I shall return the favor. Tit for tat, eh? You know why a gun is better than a wife? Hmm? Don't know. A- you can put a silencer on a gun. <laughs>
2: Paul Giamatti, oh, dude. welcome in to Action Movie Rewind. Every Friday, we dive into action movies from the past few decades, and we do full-on, completely unnecessarily long, deep dives into those movies. And gentlemen, uh, this was Declan Goff's choice from last week, a 2007, I don't know if classic is the right word, based on the box office numbers, which we'll get to, but yep. shoot them up. Here's the summary. We'll do a summary. I'll give you some of the facts, and we'll dive into the various parts of this movie. After saving a newborn infant from assassins, carrot-crunching gunman Mr. Smith, played by Clive Owen, teams up with a prostitute named DQ to protect the baby from further attacks. With hitman Hertz, who's played by Paul Giamatti, hot on their trail, Smith and DQ uncover a dying senator's plot to harvest bone marrow from babies just like the one in their arms. 67% 67% on Rotten Tomatoes. A $39 million budget turned into $27 million at the box office. If you're a math major, you know that that's a loss of $12 million dollars at the box office. Bomb. Clive Owen, Paul Giamatti, and a bunch of other random actors in this one. And we'll start with Judd Zelgad. What was your main takeaway from Shoot'em
0: Up? My main takeaway from th- this film was that the stars, Giamatti and Clive did this film because they thought it was going to make a ton so they could do good films
2: that and they probably got paid a ton and they probably, probably got, got paid, paid ton, yeah.
0: but this is but you do if if you're a guy like um Clive you do this film with the purpose of then spinning this off in, into I'm going to go do like the theater now or something <laughs> but I've got all of this cash in the bank from this film um that was my main takeaway it was Thankfully, very, very short. That's the only thing I have to say. And yeah, the pace this. is quick? It was very it's short. Quick? I appreciated that. Um, the actors, I, I like. The film itself, I found to be um, formulaic, I think, is the correct word. So
2: here's the amazing thing. Roger Ebert actually gave this three and a half out that. of four stars and basically said, yeah, it's just like in your face for, th- for an hour and a half. It's just like bang, 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 bang. Right. Literally. Uh, Declan, what was your main observation?
3: Well, uh, I love Paul Giamatti. <clears throat> Paul Giamatti is awesome. His one-liners throughout this t- entire course movie are, are, are great. And then Clive Owen with the damn carrot, always with the carrot, and finding ways to kill people with the carrot. There are multiple kills in this film because of a carrot, and I find that amazing. So it, it was, I thought, and I've, I've heard my, my buddies really like this movie, and I thought it would be perfect because it was quick. 90 minutes, I mean, if this was any one minute longer, yes, we would have probably blown our brains out, pun intended, that it would have been pretty bad, but I love that it was quick, it was action-packed, there was a ton of gun scenes, tons of kills. I liked it. I enjoyed
2: the movie. Um, I'm just going to read you the plot, okay? Yeah. The, again here, this is the plot from Wikipedia. So my I guess my main takeaway is, this is one of the most WTF plots oh, yeah. I've ever seen in a movie. It doesn't make any sense at all whatsoever i know and i also don't understand the use of the carrot as like a gambit for for clive owen but here's the i want you guys to just literally listen to how weird this plot is okay mr smith concludes that multiple women were all impregnated with one man's uh you know making abilities there you go yep In order to give birth to matching bone marrow donors, including the baby he's protecting, Mr. Smith sees an article about Senator Rutledge, a Democratic presidential candidate who favors stricter gun laws. He deduces that the senator has cancer and requires a bone marrow transplant, which is why he had surrogates impregnated with his man things (laughs) and why Hertz (laughs) and Hammerstein want the baby Oliver dead. If the infants die, the senator will not receive a transplant and would be unable to run for president. So two things here. Number one, this is basically a gun control debate movie in the end. It's basically like it's a it's a it's a I don't know. It's an essay on gun control. And it's saying that we need to be careful, you know, letting guns rage out of control in the country. But also, if you're a high powered politician the only way that you can possibly get a bone marrow transplant is to falsely impregnate women and like get the babies like it doesn't make sense i don't i don't know why they did so many gymnastic moves you're saying they reached just a little bit just a Here's- bit just a little bit um my favorite part of this movie however was the opening scene i yes. thought the, i thought the first like 15 minutes of this movie were Weird, but also just, like, the fact that, like, you mentioned the 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 kills with the carrot. Mr. Smith punches a carrot through the back of a guy's head in the first, like, three minutes of the movie. Yeah. One of the more, of the 30 action movies we have reviewed, that's one of the more unique kills, I would say, in the history of this segment. That was great. Um, But then, like, he helps deliver a woman's baby while shooting the yeah. bad guys. In fact, the two scenes in this movie where he just, like, he's going to kill all these bad guys and keep doing what he's doing. He's delivering a baby while shooting bad guys. And then later on, he's getting it on with the prostitute yeah, while shooting, while shooting bad guys. all the bad guys. Uh, and then he shot the umbilical cord in half, yes. too, which was quite the way to, to make that happen. Um, favorite part
0: of this movie, Judd Zolgad, besides oh. the end. Oh, boy. <laughs> you, you still, uh, my favorite part of this film was probably the fact that, that GM. Marty was turned into a bad guy because he's ordinarily a good guy and that he did have some good lines. I mean, the guy's flat out one probably of my favorite actors. So that was probably my favorite part.
2: He's great. I love Paul G. Because
0: he's just good. And in that role, it, it was certainly a different role for him. That would probably be my favorite part. But if I never see a film again where bullets hit each other, I'll be happy. Like, you should never have a movie. They they should put those somewhere off in a bin way away from r- real films where you shoot a bullet and it hits another bullet yeah. and, like, changes trajectory or something. Like, right there, someone should say, stop the film. Guys, like we've jumped the shark a yes, little bit Yes, we're here. not doing this. We're yeah. not doing it. But that's probably – it was probably his lines.
2: There is there are too many things for me in this movie. Like I'm all about suspending disbelief to a certain point, mm-hmm. but there are there are too many things in this movie. Like I have like a full list of things here oh, that yeah. are just like, ugh, come on, you guys, this is like like no one like no one's gonna get go on this path with you. Let's start with the fact that you have trained lethal assassins, dozens of them. All right, and they're all chasing after a pregnant woman to start the movie. You're telling me. A group of, let's just say 10, let's say it was 10 assassins off the top of this movie with more in tow if needed, that they have trouble killing a pregnant woman? Like, how did a pregnant woman outrun 10 assassins and then hide from the 10 assassins in this weird warehouse? It didn't make any sense to me. Um, and I would also argue, too, that the fact that, like, Clive Owen had to carry a baby around for almost, yeah. what was like two days or something and, like, yeah. protect the baby it's like somebody had to put a stop to the plot of this movie before it saw the light of day. Oh my! God. It is God. like my biggest takeaway is this is legitimately one of the dumbest action movies I've ever seen in my life, and I'm excited to grade it at the very but end. But they, yeah.
0: they they clear they clearly thought to th- themselves that with the star power in that film that they were going to make a ton. <laughs> I know. Like they clearly but went in with wasn't
2: that big of a star at this point, was he? Yeah, you know, but Clive probably was, right? Okay. And Five they pro-
0: they probably thought we are going to grow so much. And then a couple of people saw the film and said, nah, you know what, buddy? You shouldn't go to that movie.
2: They also, like, Paul Giamatti is great at the little, like, snarky liners. And if you guys, I don't know if you've seen the show Billions on Showtime. It's yep. an unbelievably great show. It's a cat and mouse show between uh, between a hedge a billionaire hedge fund in, uh, leader and Paul Giamatti is uh, an attorney, a U.S. attorney who's trying to take him down. And so he's, he's great at, like, the little, like, snivelly one-liners. <laughs> but they tried to do too many of them in this movie, too. The one line at the beginning where the uh, the the pregnant woman has delivered her baby and she has died through a, not because she delivered a baby in a warehouse, but because like she got shot in the head by a bullet and he runs up yep. the steps past the mom's dead body and goes and stops and goes, nice knockers. It's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, what? Know. That's not even funny. Like, it's just weird. Like, I don't know. Um, okay, Declan, your favorite part of this movie.
3: Yeah, I, the first 15 minutes are insane. It's, it's the most action-packed 15 minutes we've ever had on Action We Rewind. Now, is it over-the-top and outrageous? Of course. There was a carrot going through someone's eye. There was a guy delivering a baby and then shooting the umbilical cord with his gun to also get the umbilical cord out. And I love the first 15 minutes. And I really think that even though, like, in general, this is a horrible film, it has so it has guns, it has unnecessary killing, it has obnoxious killing. It has sex and killing, which is something we haven't dived into before in Action We Rewind. Like this is the most aggressive uh what's the word I even I wrote down? The most like aggressive and probably most sexual tension we've ever had in an action movie rewind.
2: Before. But did we need like no. okay, did we need did no. we need a prostitute wingman in in this movie? Like, why is she a prostitute? Answer me that question. Why isn't she just like? Why isn't she just like an ex girlfriend or a cashier at the gas station that he happened to okay, well, go by?
3: Clearly, they have like, and they clearly have a previous relationship. Like, it's not <laughs> like they've, they they like, they just stumble upon each no, other he in to the find course of the film. Yeah, like he knows who she is and vice versa. So there's that. Yeah.
2: Okay. I think we're gonna have more fun with this category. Okay. Your least favorite part of this movie, go ahead, Judge Judd Zilker.
0: Oh God, have I got notes? Ex- <laughs> Hold on. I've got notes off this. Okay, the stupidest, the stu- so there's a lot of stupid things. The stupidest thing to me was was when Clive Owen's character, um, near the end, gets in the head-on collision yes. in his car with the, with the van or, or SUV. <laughs> yeah, on purpose. On purpose. And his windshield, he has shot out his windshield so that when his car meets the other car head-on, mm-hmm. He can fly out his windshield, through the windshield of the car that he was after, into the car, and then completely coherently, because of course you wouldn't be knocked out at all, pulls out his gun and and shoots the bad guys. This is the most of all of the films that... We've done, and we have seen the envelope in this area pushed on a weekly basis. This is the most completely implausible, why didn't you just kill Clive Owen?
2: I'll even admit, it's more implausible than keeping a bus over 50 miles an hour over the course of a full day.
0: It really is. It really (laughs) is. Like, there's all of these times where he would just clearly be killed and they never do it. Or, or to your point, all of these trained hitmen can't hit him yeah. with a bullet.
2: That's the thing. They were super lazy in the way that they filmed. Like, so Clive Owen is dodging bullets, right? But there is a bunch of scenes where he's just literally out in the open running for like a doorway, and three assassins with assault rifles are just standing <laughs> ten feet from him, and they can't kill him. Can't kill him. It's uh, it's amazing. All right. Uh, other things on your list of least favorite things, Judd. Oh, let me see here. Let me see here.
0: Oh, oh, thank you. The next one. After he assassinates the presidential candidate and jumps out of the plane, and they're falling through the air, jumping out of a jet plane, shooting each other in the air, and here's my problem. The scene's not well shot. Like, it's so clear that they're not falling through the air. It's so clear that, that they're in some type of theater or something, <laughs> and they basically—it's like, if you're going to do this cartoon crap, sell it, right? Yeah. So it's implausible to start with, but at least make it look as real as possible. Want, I want the threat of a stuntman could die, okay? Yeah. I didn't even get that. Yeah. So those are my two, but, I mean, shooting through the air, and then, again, he finally gets shot, but he doesn't get killed. Everybody else gets killed. Those are just two. Uh, Declan, your least favorite part of this movie. Uh, one of them... I thought you are
2: going to say there is none. It's no, amazing. No, 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 no. Uh, there's a few. And
3: it goes to what Judd's saying, which is like, not even the budget, just... How did you think this would be a good idea? So when the pregnant lady gets killed, is that not the fakest dead body that you... Like, that is a doll. Like, the, the her her body with the bullet in the forehead. Like, they could not... I know it's 2007, and we've come a long way from 13 years ago, let alone 30 years ago. They blew all their budget on Clive Owen. Probably, but I love that, that it happened. was just like, that is... A clear dummy like that is as as clear as day. Like that's not even a dead body. That you there's no makeup there. Like that it, is a dummy with a bullet in its head.
2: And it makes it even weirder that uh, that dummy with the bullet in its head at one point was in the back of a car and Paul
0: Giamatti yeah. like
2: uncomfortably
0: fondles it. Oh, yeah.
2: it
3: to, yeah,
0: to find out that she was lactating though, so they know oh, that the baby's God. been oh, it's up. It's very screwed up. It's
3: so it's, it's one of the most screwed up movies I've ever seen, and I'm I'm I, I'm glad we reviewed it. I'm glad we did it. Um,
2: the the My two least favorite parts of this movie, it's hard to get over because it's like the two main themes of the movie. Number one, the carrots. All right. So Mr. Smith is just eating an endless supply of giant carrots throughout this movie. He's running away from assassins. He's protecting a baby. Mm-hmm. He's he's like hiding in warehouses and he's just like he's on the move the whole time. And he probably eats. I should have counted. He probably eats like ten carrots in this movie. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah. Where is he keeping the carrots? Yeah, are they just like stashed away in his pants? Are they tucked away in the inner part of his jacket? So he's got he's got guns and ammo and a baby, and he's just got like ten carrots. It's just a weird thing to be like. Can't you wait till tonight to eat carrots? Why do you have to have a carrot as you're as you're just like confronting Paul Giamatti? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't add anything to the movie. It's just, a, it's like, they all got in a room where like, wow, oh, this movie needs a little bit of a memorable hook. Uh, what are some ideas? What if he's basically like a murderous Bugs Bunny? bunny. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: And nobody I said, back.
2: The Rascally
3: Wham-
0: and nobody, it, it looks like in the vetting of this film said no. Right. Like said, that's a terrible, it's this film weird. sucks. Let's not do this. Actually, film. you know, it's almost like no someone said that
2: someone tried to, you know, you ever, uh, I've done this before We're like. You're in the middle of a radio show and somebody will text you like, I used to play a game uh, when I was at the fan like 10 years ago on the weekend show. And somebody would text a code word of the day and need to sneak it into a an interview, right? It's almost like someone said, hey, all right, director of the movie. <laughs> you have to sneak in 10 carats, 10 carrots, or uh, you don't get paid to do the movie or something. Uh, so I guess maybe that. The other thing was just in general, the baby. Yeah. So, again, you have trained assassins. Dozens and dozens of trained assassins. Why do they have so much trouble killing a baby that's being left just like out in the open? Sometimes there was the one scene well, where the baby is sitting on a merry-go-round. Yes. And instead of just walking over from the van and grabbing the baby and leaving, they pull out like a rifle from long distance and
0: try and shoot
2: they, a sniper rifle to try and shoot the baby on the merry-go-round. And shoot a... Civilian who was, hey, look, a baby, and then blows up.
3: And, right.
0: then, and then, to me, the biggest signal of, of that scene, Clive Owen shoots the merry-go-round so that the baby starts to go around and around so they can't hit it. And Correct. the
2: baby doesn't fall
0: no, off. There nope. No, there are no magic bullets, man. It's rule number well, well, one. I'll,
3: I'll tell you what, dude. The baby was also protected because the prostitute did her job to get a bulletproof vest for the baby. If you remember that scene as well, too. Yes. so, the, so the baby so, have a bulletproof vest? Yes. Bulletproof yeah, vest so because she bought safe. it with
0: her services. That um, I actually didn't mind.
2: Yeah, also, uh, if you're looking for someone to take care of a baby, go to a brothel and give it to a prostitute. That's and, a, the, and an assassin. The lesson. Yes. In this movie. Um, <laughs> all right. Other, other things of note in this movie. I can relate to Mr. Smith getting super mad when he's driving his car, oh, and yeah. he gets super mad at the driver that's, like, weaving in and out of traffic without using a turn signal. Yes. I kind of thought of you when this happened. <laughs> I totally agree. Like... That's one of my biggest pet peeves is when people are just idiots and they're weaving in and out of traffic or they're not using the turn signal. uh, You get what's coming to you. And that's what happened. He rode that guy off the road, presumably into a pole of some kind. God. But but does that drive you guys nuts, too? What are the things that drive you? Like, what are the things that would get you if there was no repercussions to do what he did to that driver in that movie, which is, like, run that guy off the road?
3: I got one. It's when. I think actually Chancey did, did this when we can we stop a few months ago. But when you're at a stoplight, right, so there, there's a line and then there's the crosswalk, you know, like there's a line about a foot from the crosswalk, like your car can go up to here. Well, there's this new phenomenon where people are now stopping multiple car lengths before that line mm. and also on turn signals. And I it's very small. and It might be like, well, what's what's the point? It drives me Bonkers, because you're then preventing and you're clog- clogging, bottlenecking more traffic because you think you're being extra safe, being three car lengths away from the intersection. Nah, I can't stand it, one. and I would love to go in somehow, put that car in neutral, and just push it forward. If I had the strength, I haven't seen
2: and the will that much. What are, you, oh. what are you road rage about, Judd?
0: Tailgaters. I don't mind tailgaters. People that oh, here here's a pandemic problem. S- Sunday driving has um has moved into other days of the week which drives me crazy. There are more absent-minded drivers now let's say on a Wednesday or a Tuesday. <laughs> and it's and on Sundays it's bad but I'm you're sort of like okay I sort of get I I get it. Um but the people who have still been on the road to a large degree have been checked out. Yeah. And so they're not pay- so they're swerving or they're cutting you off at the like it, it's one thing if you're defensive and you're set for it. But the pandemic has meant less traffic. So it shouldn't mean worse driving.
2: Yeah, it it is not rush hour. I'll give you another one. So it's sort of the opposite of people that don't use their turn signals. It's the people that on the freeway use their turn signal and slow down not like to a stop, but they like let's say they're in the far left lane and they want to get over to the right. Instead of finding a hole in the flow of traffic and just like oh, signaling yeah. and getting over, yep. it's the people that put their blinker on and sort of like keep looking over their shoulder and wait for someone to let them in. Just it's not do how it. you do it. You gotta find the opening. You're like a running back in that spot. You right. gotta find the opening.
0: Well it depends on who who you are. I don't care who Dalvin Cook, good at it.
2: Adrian Peterson, impatient, might write up on, yeah, on like, somebody a little bit. Yep, yeah. exactly right. Um What'd you guys right. think of the final sequence? Where Mr. Smith gets his fingers broken one by one by Paul Giamatti's character.
0: And then goes and, and heats him up with bullets and shoots him yeah. with his finger. I thought he it makes, was makes
2: a handgun, yeah. literally? Yeah, I thought it was awful. Yeah, so he put he put the bullets between his broken fingers and stuck yeah. his hand in the fireplace to fire the bullets that way. I thought it was absolutely terrible. <laughs> that might be
3: the most improbable part of the movie. And there's a like there's a ridiculous list of that I wrote down. Like, what mm-hmm. is more ridiculous? The fact also that he th- there's a scene in the Beginning when he gets the baby, and he's in the bathroom, and he accidentally drops his gun in the toilet. Yep. With a, with a, you know what in the toilet, and he goes and he cleans the gun, like he takes apart the whole gun. And I got to imagine that guy who was trailing him, who's like trying to get in the bathroom, maybe like a minute behind him, maybe a couple minutes. He is able to take apart his whole gun, clean the whole gun, also leave the baby on a dirty, disgusting bathroom
2: floor. Correct. It's, it's one of the most a, ridiculous like, things like a, I've ever. Like seen. a Minnesota State Fair bathroom. It's not his. Bath
3: yeah, it's not his
0: kid, really. Oh, well, I, but
3: I guess I I like babies. Like I, I I identify with babies. I think I I look at them as a more grown up version of me. So like I totally get it. But I I would never be able to leave a baby on the floor like that.
2: Part of the issue is he didn't even know why he was protecting the baby until they got further into the movie. He right. was just like like I don't know. I'm just like why didn't he just initially take the baby to you know protective. Custody, she right? said, I
0: can't. She, she, she asked that. Yeah, she, she does. And he, he's like, I can't go to the police. It's on the Unabama. How, says,
3: how, it's never addressed again.
0: Yeah. How about the scene in the airplane where he deducts that the presidential candidate is in on the gun scheme because there's dog hair from the dog yeah. in the guy's house. So ridiculous. dude. Could,
2: why, why wasn't it just but it's like, his own dog? It's like, he, why yeah.
0: why did they? Why did they think that they w- were going to make a lot off this film when it was that lazy. That's what I don't understand.
2: Okay. I think we've, we've opened a Pandora's box here and I think we should, I think we should ask the question because a lot of these movies that we're reviewing are going to, they're going to require us to suspend our disbelief and they're going to require us to go down these sort of fantastic paths of what is it about this movie that made it so far beyond like for me and Judd anyways, suspending your disbelief. Like why were we unable to suspend our disbelief in this movie but not in, like, some of the, like, The Rock or whatever, some
0: of the other movies that we've reviewed? Mine is very, very, very simple. If it's like a cartoon, I can't do it. This is why I said you cannot have bullets uh, changing their trajectory when they collide. That's a cartoon. Like, you can't purposely shoot the, the thing, the um, the um, ride that the kid is on <laughs> and have it start to move and have me be like, oh, cool idea. You couldn't do that, okay? So, my, so we
2: shouldn't do like a Jim Carrey movie with you, the so mask my, or something. So,
0: so mine is if it's cartoonish, I can't do it.
2: Is there a lead actor that would have made this movie better if you would have subbed out? Let's say you sub out because I don't think Clive Owen was very good in this movie. He just I don't know. He I think he was checked out. Probably
0: was. I think he's like, hey, that's a nice payday. like
2: Imagine like if this movie was was Chuck Norris or something, no. or if not for me, I, I think Clive was personally. I think Clive was perfect for it. I think it was perfect for it. That's not saying much about Clive Owen, though. It's not. This movie bombed at the box office. Yes, it office. did. I
3: don't, I don't really know if, like, I can't really put someone else in, like, who else could be in Clive Owen's shoes doing skydiving, uh, railing down a, a staircase while shooting people, doing it in the act. What about Tom Cruise? Maybe what if, Tommy. What, what if
0: Tom Cruise... Could somebody who movie? is more fun have d- done it and actually lighten the film up? Oh,
2: That's a good okay. point, because yeah, he was
0: serious, and this movie was not serious. Yeah. It should, have been, it, it should have been tongue, been more in, tongue
2: cheek. in cheek.
0: It could have been. Because
2: Paul Giamatti was tongue in cheek. He's he great.
0: But I'm saying, is, is there a, take your pick, an actor who, who would have identified the role for what the role probably really was, which was just a shtick?
3: What about Jason Statham?
2: Probably works. Probably works. I think it would have been better. I think we would have been better. What about Kevin Hart?
0: That's the type of thing that it was. Is this been. movie
2: better with Kevin Hart over Clive Owen? Actually, it is, yes. I think it probably is. Yes,
0: because it's funnier. <laughs> it's stupid, but it's goofier.
2: Can you guys guess how many total kills took place in Ooh. this movie according to moviebodycount.com? I'll go first. I, I was
3: trying... Actually, during the first 15 minutes, I started to like... I was like, okay, there's one. There's two. There's. I was actually trying to keep count over the course, and obviously in that warehouse scene, I, I started to lose count. I would guess... Well, there's 50 of them that he takes out in that one room So he hires 50 and he kills all of them. So I will say probably hmm. 170 It's my guess. Judd, you
0: want to take a guess? It's probably less than that, but that's probably not. Uh, 120.
2: 151. Oh.
0: Okay. Total kills okay. in this movie. I
2: 150. Pretty good. Yeah, he had the most in that one particular scene. This is from the Wikipedia page. In 2016, Shoot'Em Up made the list of 25 great action films that are 90 minutes or under. Compiled by <laughs> denofgeek.com. dot great. Rotten Tomatoes ranked Shoot 'Em Up number one eleven on its list of the one hundred forty essential action movies to watch. We should actually look at that list. And see, I am going to look at that. At, list. That did play a small part in this pick of this movie. I'll be honest. That it what it was
3: that on it was the on the one on that fifth, list that it was that yeah. made the list. Yeah, it did play a part of it on the ninety minutes and under list. Yes, ninety oh, minutes so under. You found that list? Yes, I did. So I found the list and I wrote down. I wrote down a few um, that I was trying to pick for last week. And this, I was like, you know what? Shoot him up. I've heard of shoot him up. It's got guns. It's got a lot of stuff in it. It's
2: shorter. I love Declan's criteria correct. for these movies is like, it's got guns. It's got guns. They kill people. There's a naked prostitute. There's a naked in prostitute. Um, any other observations before we get to definitive bad guy rankings from you
3: guys? I got one. So mm-hmm. if if Clive Owen has the carrot, right? Like he walks around with a carrot. And I wrote this down. If you could have one vegetable with you at all times. To like snack on, not kill people with because I'm like not going to go down that road. Mm-hmm. But what would be one vegetable that you would always have on you in your back pocket or so unlimited you, supply? So of? You have to choose a vegetable. And it has to be a vegetable. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm I'm a big celery guy. I would totally have celery with me at all times. I love celery. Do I get peanut butter or something to dip the vegetable? Like to dip the celery in? It's A little over the top, but if you want, yes. Like oh, really? I, I would do carrot if I could
2: also dip it if you in had, like ranch or ranch something. hummus or something.
3: Okay. What about you, Judd? One vegetable. Are or you a big vegetable guy in general? Do,
2: fr- French. do French fries count
3: as
0: a vegetable? No, they do not. Actually, you know what? If I was in this film, avocado, which I believe is a vegetable, correct? Yeah, it counts. Yeah,
2: like, yeah. yeah. Or is it a fruit? I think it's a vegetable. We're going to count it because as a vegetable. If, it's, a, it's vegetable.
0: If it is, then I like them, and I also oh, have the specialized knife. It's a fruit by which oh it's a fruit I'm confirmed okay, by
2: google which
3: doesn't
0: celery matter. no cuz i i would need too much floss for that okay what if celery they, gets stuck in your teeth too much
2: what if they remade this movie with a funnier lead actor like and kevin a different hart. vegetable all right if it was kevin hart and heads of lettuce it's just like <laughs> nine different times he just like pulling out a head of lettuce and eating it during moments of tension would it have been a better movie with kevin hart and heads of lettuce i i say yes i think it probably would have <laughs> You're right that if it, if there was like a funny gene to this, like because they
3: try to make it very serious and it's like the scenes are laughable and the scenes are laughable. So if they made it funny, like, you know, I, like Shaun of the Dead, I'm starting to think of other like, yeah, that was great. Or even like Zombieland, like Zombieland's yeah. a good movie. That's also pretty funny. Like, yeah. If they did something like that, it could work.
2: Think about this, too. So they spent th- thirty nine million is like it's it's certainly not like a Star Wars budget, but thirty nine million is not a trivial budget. Like no. you can get a couple big actors and stuff. And so they clearly thought going into this movie, all right, we're going to get Clive Owen, Paul Giamatti, and we're going to spend 40 million dollars in budget. They were probably thinking multiple like like sequels. Oh yeah. They probably thought this is going to be a series. Yes. Let's hope that it does well out of the gate. Cuz he
0: can go around saving a lot of things.
2: And if it was sort of funny and it had more of a personality to it and it wasn't so dark and weird, yeah. I think it works.
0: Do you guys do you guys think that ultimately Clive Owen ever read the script or <laughs> or did his agents get the script and basically said it's a really good payday it's 15 you, million you bro. can go do Macbeth now <laughs> yeah. and you know some some art house film do this film
3: hard a guy to understand too
0: I don't think he, Clive Owen read the script no yes he he he's, is hard
3: he's difficult to understand yeah it I took me a couple of things. like what did he say and understand yeah a word he yeah said but I,
0: I honestly don't think that he really identified with the script. I think he got there and was just like, okay, cool, let's go.
2: Yeah, and then at the end, the, your fingers are going to get shot okay. off, so just kind of practice holding a gun weird. Like, it's a weird thing to accept. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, the my, role itself. I, I think money was probably the driving force here. Probably. All right, so definitive bad guy rankings. We have, to this point, Hans Gruber from Die Hard, Cyrus the Virus from Con Air, Brad Wesley from Roadhouse, Cobra Kai from Karate Kid, Mr. Joshua from Lethal Weapon, and Yvonne Drago from Rocky Four are the top six bad guys that we have reviewed. At the bottom of the list, the incompetent Russian military from Rambo 3, the muggers from Death Wish, the French drug lord from Bad Boys, Gans and Billy Bear from 48 Hours, Sloan from Wanted. What general region would you put? I thought I actually thought this Paul Giamatti's character was a pretty good villain in He this was movie. a very good I, villain. He's he was, probably the highlight of the movie. He's, I agree he's conniving
3: as hell, and he's an
2: awful person. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he belongs towards the bottom or bottom third. He's, I th- he's probably closer to Midway Point. I don't, yeah. I'm not going to put him above Ivan Drago. Let's keep going on the list here. Uh, Russian Mobsters from John Wick. Dennis Hopper from Speed. Boydie from Point Break. Dom from Fast and the Furious. Lord Humongous from Mad Max 2. I think he's above Lord he's Humongous. He's above Lord Humongous.
3: I, I personally, because even though Dom's a more iconic film and movie character, Paul Giamatti's role in this is like much more conniving and on brand with a bad guy.
2: Personally.
1: But, but
3: yeah,
2: but the, the, the iconic factor goes to Dom. Him.
0: I I'd put him right behind Dom. Okay. I, that, I would go yeah. above, but, but I'm right I can, behind Dom. I, I can live with it. I he was it. he was not the problem with this film. He's eleventh now. He's the eleventh uh okay. ranked bad guy. Out of thirty. That's like
3: a, out of
2: thirty. Okay, yeah. That's totally fine. Okay. That's totally fine. All right. One through ten ranking system here. Shoot them up. So the top movies we've reviewed, Die Hard is the only ten across the board. Taken comes in at a nine point five. John Wick, 9.3. Commando, 9.2. Those are the only four movies above a 9. At the bottom of the list, we have Bloodsport at a 3. Mad Max 2 at a 3.7. Wanted at a 3.8. Rambo 3 at a 4. And Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom at a 4.7. Judd Zolgad, you seem to love
0: this movie so much. We have to leave this studio today with this film being last a zero. A zero? A zero? A zero? It was awful. It's a, it has to be last. We've got to get this to last.
2: What are the main things that make it a zero ahead of, like, Mad Max 2 or Rambo 3 Rambo or, like, you hated so Bloodsport bad. too?
0: I did hate Bloodsport, but this, the writing in this film, I'm not going to give them a one based on the fact <laughs> that they, oh that God. they, that they didn't, they didn't give the people that, that wrote this film and directed it and produced it, did Did not give it one second of thought.
2: It's it's hard to disagree. They were greedy. They
0: were greedy. They paid. I mean, they paid two guys that are really probably really good actors. And then they crapped on them um, and they tried. Like, I don't I do not blame the actors. I don't. Like I'm not sitting you here actually, being like, Giamatti, no show of that film, right? I actually I look at Paul
2: Giamatti after watching this he movie tried. and think, dude, that guy can act, man. Yes, like He's that, really he's that good. good. It's he's it's very almost good. like an improv class or something where they say, All right, so uh it's gonna be a ten minute scene and uh one of you can't talk and the other one can only right. t- can only talk about celery for ten minutes. Go. You're Entertain right. the audience. You're a thousand right. percent right. And Paul Giamatti's like, Let's do it. But the overall... Let's, grab a, let's fondle a dead body.
0: The overall <laughs> art of this film was so off the charts bad that I'm going to give him a zero. Yeah.
2: And, there, and there, wasn't enough, like, there wasn't enough of a corniness factor to save it, too. Like, you could look at Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and say, all right, there's a lot of bad stuff in here. But ultimately, like, it was a little bit tongue-in-cheek at times and stuff, and it was a little bit self-aware. I don't think this movie was very self-aware. I'll give my rating in a second, though. Declan.
3: It's a six and a half. What? Because... It's ridiculous. It's over the top. There's killing. There's sex involved. There is blood involved. There is ridiculous carrots being used to kill people involved. There's a guy who shoots a bullet to kill or to, to get rid of the umbilical cord. He delivers a baby. There's a skydiving scene. Ooh. There's a guy flying through a windshield. I, th- and I know clearly there is a disconnect to believe what I want the action movie rewinds to be. And I think what you guys are, and that's fine, but I think this fits all those builds. So it's a six and a half for me. It's a, crappy movie i'm not denying that but i really think it fits and hits all the nuts and bolts
2: we're trying to look for that's that's my reasoning you're missing a few important categories okay you're missing a category i think that we haven't talked about a lot which is how popular and relevant is the movie and so that's that's one category and this one bombed so bad at the box office that like i had actually never heard of this movie as someone who goes to a ton of movies Mm -hmm. and went. i went to like Probably eight or ten movies in two thousand and seven. I am Legend was Oscar one movie. of them. Oh. Um, what was the Daniel Day Lewis one? The There Will Be there Blood. Will Be Blood I think movie. it was two thousand and seven. Like, there's a bunch of good movies. Mm-hmm. So I, I think like there's a there's a certain. I will say like to break the fourth wall on this segment. Yes. We have an obligation on this on this segment every week to bring movies to the table that at least like a huge percentage of our audience like either saw or loved mm-hmm. in one way or the other. And this movie, because it wasn't that, this movie started off behind the eight ball for me in my rating system. And so I, there, there's been some hidden gems in here. Like, I had never seen um, the Chuck Norris movie, for one. Like, that's not, like, a super household movie name. But then, like, it's got Chuck Norris starring, and he's an icon. Yeah. And um, and it's got, like, that 80s feel. It really represents the 80s. So I, long rambling point longer. Mm-hmm. This movie started off behind the eight ball for me because I had never heard of it. It wasn't an iconic movie. And then I watched it, and it was like, there's a ton of killing. So like it checks some of the boxes, like killing. Paul Giamatti is great. But ultimately, there were so many holes in the plot. There wasn't a charm to it. It wasn't like funny or tongue-in-cheek. It was just sort of weird. I'm giving it a 2. So okay. Jug gives it a 0. I'm giving it a 2. 8 out of 3. Declan gives it a, a, a 6.5. And that brings the composite score to a 2.8, which go, makes it the worst movie. that we All right, ever good. We got it down. All right. <laughs> That's all I wanted. I just wanted to make sure. So I think, um, I think next week you guys are going to, whether you like this movie or not, or whether it holds up or not, I think you guys are going to find a lot of talking points off of this movie. We're pivoting to a horror movie for next week. Yeah. We have decided with Halloween coming up, and I think what we can do is like once a month, Mm-hmm. We can we can switch up to something other than an action movie, and we can decide that. But for for Halloween week next week, it makes sense to do a horror movie of some kind. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to keep it simple for you guys. The original Halloween with Michael Myers is going to be our movie for okay. next week. The original Halloween. I don't
0: know if I've, I've seen Halloween. it. What really? I, I don't know if I've seen it. I've I, seen it. I've seen the the original Friday the Thirteenth. I don't know. If I've, I've seen Halloween. Oh my god!
2: Wow! Whoa! This will be great. Amazing! Edition. See, it's good. So Michael Myers, legendary killer, and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis.
0: Jamie Lee. Who never takes her top off, right?
2: Correct. I don't think so.
0: Because that's the joke and scream. The girl that oh, does not take her top off right. does not die. Okay, oh, if you, you
3: take your top off, you I die. Thought you were just bringing random facts at the time. No, that's, that's, I was in,
0: like, what? no <laughs> that's in Scream, which is another great horror flick, but it's also a comedy.
2: So, uh, so, nice there, so there you have it. We are gonna we are gonna dive into our first horror movie for Action Movie Rewind <laughs> next week. Halloween.
1: My God, do we really suck, or is this guy really that good? Come on, boys. He ain't out of the Brian Pets yet. Oh boy. Hey, who trains you? NSA black ops, CIA, the army? Well, whoever. It seems you haven't lost your aim, champ. You think that's good? You should see me spell my name in the snow. (laughs) Hey, you know, my boss here thinks that you're the Lone Ranger or something. But I believe I have a better idea about who you are. I found out how your wife and son were killed. My God, what a tragedy. Some guy walks into a burger joint. He starts shooting up the place. Oh, my God, what a shame that your wife and son were there having their chicken nuggets. What's the matter? You don't like that story?
2: He is really good.
0: The South Dakota Stories, Volume 1. She was a city girl, but always somewhere else in her head. Somewhere where bison roam, rivers flow, and people get their hiking boots dirty. Like, actually dirty. So one day she fled west and discovered this place of beauty, history, and a delicious taste of adventure. But before she knew it, she was driving away with memories to share and the hopes of returning. Because there's so much South Dakota, so little time.